With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to The Spill, your favorite new podcast featuring your favorite new podcast host, your girl, me, Mrs. Wilson. Hey, y'all. I'm super duper excited about today's episode. I got my girls in the building. Hey, y'all. Y'all gonna say something? Hey! Hey. Don't be acting all shy and stuff. Ain't acting shy. I got Catherine, a.k.a. Cat E. Bella. Cat, say hey to the people. Not out. Tad out. Watch out now. It's the little one, and it's not that wow. (laughs) Yes! I love it! I got Queen B in the building. She's gonna say what she says, how she says it, how she feels, and you're gonna receive. It. V, say hey to the people. Good evening, ladies and gents. Oh, now that oh. was real classy. Oh. <laughs> that was real classy. Yes. Good evening, ladies and gents. <clears throat> Let me get myself together. Go into Jesus mode because I have, <laughs> y'all should see her face, Jesus Jr. himself. She was molded by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> My sister, my friend, one of my best friends ever, Mrs. Yvonne McDaniel. Say hey to the people, Mac. Hey, I'm just my regular old me self. <laughs> <laughs> old me. She said no judging. <laughs> Listen, she's camera shy and microphone shy, but we are going to bring that out of her today. So listen, Spillers, I have three slash four because Yvonne's twin, her identical twin, <clears throat> Siobhan is in the background. She acting shy. Can you say something, Siobhan? What it is. <laughs> you see me different all the way. <laughs> Siobhan is in the background, but all of these women, y'all, are from very different, diverse backgrounds. But we all have a love for God, a love for sisterhood, and 
they are hopeless romantics. <laughs> I was going to say we are. <laughs> but, you know, the Lord did what he did, and he going to do what he do for them. So that's just going to be what it is. Now, I do want to make a disclaimer, Spillers and my girls. Mr. Wilson may try to peek in here and hate or say whatever it is that he's going to say. But he had his time last week. So this week, you know, we gonna we whatever he say, we just gonna take it as a grain of salt. So just look at him, nod your head. <laughs> wait, wait, with the throat. <laughs> wait. Anyway, we just gonna say that's uh, Catherine, y'all. She, you know, when me and my husband talks and stuff, that bothers her spirit. <laughs> but we ain't gonna do all that. So okay, so if he comes in and say something, sis, y'all just take it as a grain of salt. We just gonna look at him, shake our head, nod our head. It is what it is, okay? So you guys know before I go before I go any further, it is my duty, my responsibility to check on my sisters, my brothers, my spillers, mental check. Um, that's very important to me. Mental health is wealth. Mental health is important to me, something I struggle with. Um, I've sat in a chair before. I don't think anything is wrong with it. I love it. I appreciate it. And I honestly feel like it has made me a better person. So I want to make sure that I am holding myself accountable. And I'm going to hold y'all accountable now to make sure that we are good mentally. Y'all know the stuff that's going on. We got people killing themselves, right. not talking to anybody. You know, they're just finding out the next day that their best friend killed themselves yesterday and they had a cocktail or coffee with them yesterday and had no idea that anything was wrong with their friends. So just know that it's okay to check on your people. So I am going to check on y'all and we're going to do a round table. So we'll start with you, Queen V. How are you mentally? And when I say spillers, y'all know, mentally I'm talking about your mind, your body, your spirit, and your soul. How are you? Be honest, I'm doing pretty good. 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 That's all you got for the people. <laughs> <laughs> you good? I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. Okay. All right. Well, Kat E. Bella, what's up with you, sis? How are you? I can't complain. Mm. Long as I keep God first, I'm going to be all right. <laughs> I keep coming so, on though. You know, I have my days. But... <laughs> God is number one in my life, so I'm going to be all right. Amen. And you know, that's that's very important, that, that spiritual foundation. And when you know where your help comes, what do old folks say? I woke up this morning with my mind. It was Yeah, come on, Big <laughs> So listen, already, that's what's up. Okay, Jesus, Yvonne, I'm sorry. Macadocious, my sister, how are you? I am lovely. Even working in a high-stress job, I'm still mm. lovely. Like Kat said, I have a guy first, and I, that gives me my joy. And then I have great people in my life that I can call on when I need a moment or two. Amen. Oh, Praise the Lord. Yes. yes. <laughs> we didn't hear you in the microphone. Can you talk in the mic, sis? I'm straight. You know, just lay down a couple days, and I'm good. <laughs> That's the twin. That's Yvonne's twin. <laughs> glad that all is well with everyone all is well with me i have worked out a few days this week y'all know i just yeah, exercise for my heart because <clears throat> i know i'm never gonna be skinny because of my habits and, and eating right. the wine but hallelujah that's it so all is well with me i'm prayed up um 
I'm full. I'm excited, blessed. I'm like cat. You know, God is definitely the forefront. And so because of that, I feel like I'm good and I'm going to be good. Spillers, this is your opportunity to do your mental check. You already know whatever you need to do. Pause for the calls. Stop whatever is necessary, but tune in with yourself. Make sure that you are good. And know if you're in a situation that you can't handle or if it's too much for you, I'm here for you. I'm sure you have people that are here for you or we can make some availabilities to be there for you to make sure you're good. But this is important that you know where you are, how you are, and most importantly, you know that you're good. Kat, you want to say something? You can't worry and have faith. Mm, they don't intertwine, boo. You're right. Can't have faith and you can't worry. You're going to have to do either or. Yes, thank you. Okay, well, ladies, this is one of my favorite months. Look at McDaniel laughing. I love February because I love love. But first, I don't know if I love love first or Black History Month first. Black History Month. <laughs> okay, somebody said, Max said, I love Black History Month first. Listen, I'm black. Thank right. God I'm black. Hey, I won't take it back. Okay, so I love Black History Month. I love the month of February. This is one of, I have three favorite months. August, because it's my birthday and anniversary. February, because it's Black History Month. And December, because it's Christmas. And that is my grandmother's birthday. I, I know my mama's birthday and all, everybody else. But, you know, they're my favorite. Too. Period. So then, my, yeah, so then my three. And Jesus. And Jesus' Amen. birthday. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> okay, yes. But anyway, y'all, I feel like. This Black History Month is hitting a little different. I'm like Issa Rae. Did y'all see the little Issa Rae video where she said it's me season right now? If you're not effing with me right now, I feel sorry for you. I feel like that for all black. Baby, you guys to get you guys to pull that up in your put that in your spirit. I feel like that for all black people right now. I feel like it's just we just shining. Okay, so one of the ways um, Super Bowl coming up this Sunday, we got Dr. Drake. Snoop Dogg, my favorite, Kendrick Lamar. We gonna be all right. People hey, grew up hey. with. Yes. yes. Then we got the queen of R&B, Mary J. Hey. We got Mary. And then we got Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem. Okay. Well, you know him and Dr. Dre, Poto J. So yeah. I'm not gonna hate on that. But it, it, that ain't black music. But, it, it, you know, Eminem is there. Um... And it's just, that's dope. I feel like the platform that we are kind of um, stepping into and the doors that we're kicking down to get onto those platforms, I feel like that's amazing. And I feel like, Issa, it's our time. How y'all feel about that? Y'all excited about Super Bowl? No? Mm, yeah. well, I'm, I'm with the halftime and all of that. I need you on the microphone, sis. You sound beautiful. I need the people to, to hear that. I'm with the halftime and the commercials. Okay. In the food. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the, uh, the to the Super Bowl for the. I mean, you know, my boys not playing. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys, America's team. Yeah. Ah, Siobhan over here throwing down the thumbs, but you know, you know, it's haters everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I do go for the entertainment. I feel like mm-hmm. the entertainment this year is gonna be amazing. Yes. It's Black Long History Month. Time. What mm-hmm. an amazing way to show their appreciation for us. Even though I did hear. 
they're not getting paid for it. But I heard the NFL is paying for all of the production and all of that good stuff. So they, okay. they're just, and Dr. Dre did say, Mary Jane said that she's not even worried about the money right now. She's just happy that black Correct. folk are getting some time to shine Correct. on one of the biggest moments in TV history yearly. Cause I think the last time we really, really stood out was um, Beyonce mm -hmm. when she did the little black thing in mm -hmm. a few years ago. I mean, the mm -hmm. weekend did it last year, but it's better to give <laughs> than receive. That's it how is. you get your blessings. That's how you get your blessings. Come on, girl. That girl, she a little oily today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm excited about that. Now, before we get into the spill trend this week, y'all, I do want to send prayers. And healing energy to the family of Amir Locke, the young black man that was killed by the police with a no-knock warrant in Minnesota, sleeping on his cousin's couch. Apparently, his cousin was wanted um, and had warrants. Amir knew nothing about it, obviously. He was over there just sleep on the couch. He did have a weapon, but his weapon was legal. He did not have a criminal history. He was very knowledgeable about his weapon. It was a different type of weapon that he chose. Most of us choose the regular nines or whatever everybody else get, but he chose a particular weapon, studied it, um, and of course it was legal. He was woken up out of his sleep, unfortunately, by the police, and that was the first thing they saw. He did not point it towards them. The camera and the evidence does show that he literally just had it in his hand because, of course, he was scared. Um and within nine seconds of them being in that house, y'all, they killed that black man. So wow. we definitely want to pray for him, his family. You know, I just talked about how it's our season, but we ain't there yet. You know, we, we ain't seen Correct. the mountaintop yet. Like Dr. Martin Luther King say, we still have a long way to go. So um, let's pray for him and our black boys. Um, I feel like they have you know so many stripes like they just before they're they're even given a chance you know right and um so yeah shout out to amir Locke's family and his friends and i hope you know the the community goes in until justice is served for this do y'all want to say something about that yeah we didn't hear you <laughs> Siobhan says she think I said it all, Captain. So we just gonna move on. Now we're gonna get into our spill trend. Y'all know I don't do this. Is not the tea podcast. I love my podcast with the tea, but this is the podcast where I'm gonna give you some history, some historical tea. Okay. <laughs> so when you when you tune into the tea uh, the uh, spill podcast during the spill trend segment, we're going to talk about stuff that people really don't talk about, and then people probably do talk about. You just don't hear it generally, okay? So for this week, I have two group of people that I want to illuminate. The first group of people is the Harlem Hellfighters. Have y'all heard of the Harlem Hellfighters? Yay, no. nay. No. Okay. Well, this is kind of like a bittersweet story. So kind of take it, take the positive side of it and, and run with that. Um, the Harlem Hellfighters, y'all, were an all-black army regiment who battled German forces and racism in World World War One in 1917. Now, sadly, y'all, these black men fought for a country mm. who didn't even acknowledge their existence. Wow. What country is that? United States. <sighs> North America, help us, Lord. 
Um, they sacrifice their lives, their limbs, their family to help our country, to help America, y'all, liberate Western Europe and help us to become the preeminent, preeminent economic, economic and military power country that we are. So because of them, that is why other countries look at us as a threat. Um, that is why we have the most power in economics and in military because we was taking the W's in the 20th century, 19th mm -hmm. century, before, you know, people really even knew. But on top of us taking the W's, y'all, it was us taking the W's mm -hmm. for this country. The black people taking the uh, W's. So, of course, after securing the W, because, you know, that's how we do, whatever we put our mind to, we put our heart to it, we're going to win it, we're going to take it home, we're going to take the belt. Um, they returned back to... New Jersey, which was their home state in 1919, about two years after the wars. And unfortunately, there they were faced with harsh, harsher to me, discrimination. Because here you are in a, another country and you're being treated as an quote unquote ally, ally because you're fighting a war. But when you come to your own country that you're fighting the war for, you're still considered an enemy because you are not white. Okay. So, um, the good part about that, y'all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Almost 100 years later, President Joseph Robinette Biden. <laughs> My husband be like, you and it, President. But I be like, whatever. I, I just have hope. I feel yeah. like he gonna come through for the people eventually. But anyway, he awarded the family members of the late Harlem Hellfighters the prestigious Congressional Gold Medal. And this is an award or the highest military award that the president presents to um, military people, I guess, or their families um, in honor of things that they've done to serve our country. Now, unfortunately, they were never, never able to see this day, of course, because we talking about the 20th century, 19th century. They, they good yeah. and gone. Hopefully they in glory. <laughs> but they did have their families to accept the medals on their behalf. 
posthumously, y'all know that word when people die and they get awards and stuff. Why we give people awards when they did? Like, let's give the people their flowers when they're alive. But right. it was the 20th century, you know, back then, like I said, black folk weren't even acknowledged. Um, our existence wasn't even acknowledged. I think about the Dred Scott case. You know, remember he paid his way to freedom. Um, he was a slave. He paid his way to freedom. And he went to try to get a job, to try to work as a citizen in the United States. And he went all the way to the Supreme Court, y'all, for them to deny him and tell him, it doesn't matter if you're a free slave, a free black slave, you're black. So you are not acknowledged as a U.S. citizen, you know? So anyway, um, I just hate that we hate, wait that late to give people their flowers. But, um, hey, that's that. So that's, that was my timer for the Harlem Hill Fighters. Did y'all have something y'all wanted to say about that? Give me my flowers while I'm here. Period. <laughs> Toast. That's your flower tonight. Right. <laughs> Toast to this glass of wine. <laughs> okay, so our last week, our last feel for this week is one of my favorites. Something that I have been reading on and watching all type of documentaries and videos, the Tulsa Greenwood District, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, y'all? Which is better known as the Black Wall Street. So, um, for those who are not familiar, spillers, um, in 1921, there was a massacre in Greenwood, um, the Greenwood District, which was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, that left um, thousands of black people dead and destroyed over $2 million of real estate that was never reimbursed and never rebuilt for them. So $2 million, y'all, in 1921 is equivalent to $60 million right now, okay? So we're talking about a community of black folk. This was the Black Wall Street in the Midwest, one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the country then, um, and all because one of our own, a black man, was said to do something that he didn't do. The white mobs decided that they wanted to, well, the judges and the courts decided that they wanted, <clears throat> sorry, to lynch him. And, of course, the black people went and was like, no, we're not having this. You know, our brother did absolutely nothing. We're not going to do this. Of course, after that was done, the white mob came, and that was their opportunity, an opportunity that they were waiting on. This is a rich black community. We've been wanting to destroy it. We're going to destroy it. You dropped the bomb on me. Y'all know the song, baby? Uh, you dropped the bomb on me. Why you dining me? That was Charlie Wilson and the Gap Band. They actually wrote that song in reference to that. They are from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. And the way that the white mobs destroyed over $2 million worth of real estate on this 40-block community is they literally had private jets and um, airplanes, the small ones, and they went through and were literally dropping the firebombs wow. on their buildings. So the reason why I brought it up um, just like I said, President Robert Joseph did something good for the Hellfighters. Well, the Greenwood District is still trying to build. They have young people that are trying to step in and step in on behalf of their ancestors and rebuild this community. Um, but unfortunately, and they just received word that they're going to get a museum, which is worth like $60 million. Mm. Okay. 
So they're about to build a museum. But in the process of building a museum in this community, y'all, the state has approved for Interstate 244 to be built. So they're going to build that interstate within this community. So the black people that are still there, unfortunately, they are going to have to leave. And we're talking about a few black families are there from 1920s. It's their ancestors, um, properties that they're living on. And now the state has come and said, hey, we understand that, but we're trying to make this something bigger. So y'all going to have to move and we're about to build what we're going to build. Trying to force people out of their comfort zone where they've been at. Despite of the eradication that they've already had to deal with in the 20s and then getting some type of um, just peace with still having a little bit of something left, mm -hmm. it's like you're trying to take everything, like everything we worked hard for, you're trying to take that. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're sending healing energy and positivity. Amen. To the residents that's still in the Greenwood district, um, we pray that everything works out. You know, we know that we have no control over what the government does. And it's very unfortunate considering that we pay taxes, <laughs> you know, just like everybody else. And we vote like, <laughs> you know, everybody else. Um, but we're praying for them. Come on, Meg, you got something to say? I'm just like, even with the state of the state of Oklahoma, if they know what this represents to so many people or represented for this town, why would they decide to run a highway or a freeway through this landmark? And that's what it was. That's what it is. I was watching something a couple of weeks ago on this. Um, and the state of Oklahoma is Tulsa is not even taking accountability for the massacre. When the families are coming together asking for reparations and all of that, they're not even taking accountability for it. They're saying, hey, this happened in the old law. You know, that has nothing to do with us. This is a new law. Even though these people still, they deserve reparations, but Tulsa is standing their ground saying that was the old law. They admit that it happened. They see that it happened, but they're not even, and I just think about, and I'm going to hurry up and get off this because I get in my feelings, but all of those black people that were killed, it was so many people killed, y'all. They just buried those people in, on land and yards. I'm talking about bodies and unmarked graves. So you people living or buildings are in Oklahoma with bodies under them from people from the massacre, massacre if they don't know, nobody even know about like families till this day don't even know where some of their family members are. They knew that they were there. They knew that he, they probably were killed because they never heard anything else for, from them after that, but they don't know where the city buried them. So we just now keep sending um, healing energy to those people um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma to the Harlem Hellfighters and to my spillers with children as y'all can see, I'm very, I, I don't play when it comes to black history. I love it. And I think this is something that conversations you need to be having with your children about. Um, I'm an educator. And just this week, I've been playing Black History Jeopardy with my students, y'all. I promise questions based off George Washington Carver, Jackie Robinson, Oprah Winfrey. These babies had no idea, like literally could not tell me who Oprah Winfrey was, who George Washington, I'm like peanut butter. And they literally were just dumbfounded. 
So just spend a few minutes talking to your babies about black history because that's important. It's something that emphasis is not put on in the educational system to this day. When I was in elementary, I put emphasis on it. <laughs> Magdalene could tell her we didn't play. We, we made sure our kids knew. And as a middle school teacher now, my middle school students and I teach a very diverse group of students. So I'm, oh, I'm not even okay with my, you know, other race students. <laughs> I'll say it like that. Not knowing because I feel like it's something that they should know too. But for my, my, my students, my hand, I'm pointing to my hand spillers. Like, come on. So just converse with your children and just remind them, you know, it's necessary that they know that they come from a strong lineage and heritage of black people that did so much for them to have the opportunities that they have today. Amen. Emmett Till's mom. Mm, Mamie Till. Yes. Me and my kids watched that, and my baby was like, wow, this is mm -hmm. what happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She went through a lot a from whole her lot. husband mm -hmm. to her son. Mm -hmm. It's whew, a sad situation. Very sad. And the fact that 2021, the 21st century, this happened in the 20th century, now the 21st century, the truth is coming yes. out. Yes. The lady yes. saying that she lying. You know, yes. Emmett Till had a developmental, you know, disability. He was um, autistic and yes. ADD, ADHD. And the stuff that she was saying he did, he didn't do. Mm -hmm. But she didn't understand his response to just emotion because mm -hmm. he was a, a special needs yeah. kid, you know. At the wrong um, place. At the wrong place, time. at the wrong time, and lied. Yeah. And it makes me so sad that they had that much fear in us that his mm -hmm. uncle, great uncle, you know, his family couldn't even speak up for this little boy in in okay this is a whole nother story right <laughs> all right spillers uh, y'all got something to say y'all want to add something to that the black history of it all y'all please if y'all do expose your kids to black history at home yes marlon the kid King did great things for this country, but he was not the only one. Was not. Rosa Parks was Ooh. not the only one. Ooh. Many people is not the only Ooh. one. Right. Many went, many, many women got uh, arrested and went through stuff and right. fought for this country for civil rights. Please teach your kids Ooh. and right. any some more folks, You're please. <laughs> Listen, and I promise you said that one of my students today, I promise y'all, she said, the first person I heard about was Martin Luther King Jr. And that's all we learned about. And I was like, uh-uh. We had a question about the Little Rock Nine on the Black Jeopardy game I played. And I had students that couldn't even answer. I have a, an eighth grader who said that she was going to Central. And I told her, now I'm giving you this question. Now we're randomly playing Black Jeopardy. But I told her, I'm giving you this question. And if you can't answer this question, you need to research the school that you're about to go to, baby, because you're going to a historic, a nationally historic school. So, listen, girl, when I say I went in, I was like, no. But it this week has really, like, just showed me that we don't really put emphasis on black history like we do. My daughter can tell you, we were watching... Um, the massacre, the Tulsa massacre a few days ago. And she was like, Mama, just asking me questions. And I felt horrible because she didn't know. And I said, okay, so this is recorded. I need you to watch it from beginning. She watched it, told me about it, told me how she felt about it. 
made her interested and want to watch more historical videos like that. Cause I'm like, it's more than Dr. King and Rosa. We appreciate them. We're not taking anything from them or what they did for us in our country, but it's more than them. You know, George Washington Carver girl. That's how, how you think you eating peanut butter and got lotion and shampoo and conditioner. Check your facts. We had a question about Madam CJ Walker. And you were here, and your hair, uh, you know, straight. I said, how you think you your hair straight, baby? The queen of the hot comb, <laughs> Doctor Madam C. Listen, <laughs> I said, now she helped with that perm permanent stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. Thank you, the Lord delivered me from that. But <laughs> and me too. <laughs> but you know. So it's it's imperative that y'all, my spillers, make sure y'all taking this opportunity. And you don't have to just stop here. Do it all year around. Matter of fact, we got Women's History Month coming up next month. Talk about some good black women too. Okay. Dolores, go ahead. The best way to celebrate your black history is to create some black history. Mm. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> You better create it. That's it. And it starts anywhere. I mean, you can be your own. I'm black history. I am the first person in my immediate family to graduate college. You know, I broke that general, you know, that generational barrier. You know what I'm saying? So you can create your own black history. That was dope, Catherine. Girl, I almost called you your middle name. Hey. Okay. <laughs> All right, Catherine Dolores. <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all. Well, <clears throat> Whew, look at McDade again. Nervous. It's time to get into it. Queen B, you've been quiet. I need you to get to the mic, girl. <laughs> Listen, go, go get your little wine, sis. <laughs> And look at Siobhan. She ready to pull a bartender. <laughs> you got the bartender in the building? It's all now. Okay. If it isn't love, hey, why do I feel this way? Why does he stay on my mind? Hey, all right. This is our meat of the meal segment. The topic, if it isn't love, back then you're blushing. <laughs> you're blushing. <laughs> if it isn't love, y'all, part two, my hers version. So, you know, we did our his version of dating in the 21st century. Now it's on to our hers version. Listen, I'm not going to waste no time. <laughs> I'm not going to play with the people. We going to get right into it. So I do want to remind my spillers, hopefully you all listened to the last episode before this one. If you didn't, you remember. But y'all know the men had a lot to say. They had a lot to say. So today we are going to chime in. We are going to respond to everything they had to say. Valencia over here, she got her thinking cap on. You know, back in the day, the teacher used to say, put your thinking cap on. Baby Valencia, she over here looking like, okay, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and it's going to be what it's going to be. We're going to get right into it. Okay, so first, ladies, Kevin. Y'all remember Kevin? That was my, that's my boo. That's my friend from high school. We've known each other over 20 years. Um, He is a same-gender-loving male. 
One of the reasons why I wanted him here because I wanted him to explain to us that the misconceptions in gay relationships and heterosexual relationships are no different. They're almost the same. Everybody play games when they're not ready. Um, so one thing that Kevin did say was that it's very important that we get to know people's intentions from day one when we are dating. He said that folk come with all type of baggage, y'all. He said that baggage that they come with, unfortunately, can have a toll on relationships, okay? I totally agree with him on that. And from that, I interpreted that hurt people hurt people. Be it childhood trauma, past relationship trauma, you know, sometimes people mistake, um, I saw Roy was talking about this too, post-traumatic stress sy syndrome, we mistake it with just war, but that actually intertwines with any type of trauma that we have in our life, okay? And it, it also um, entwines with mirrored relationships, us not seeing a foundation or strong foundational relationship, how it's supposed to look, how it should feel based on what we see. And then that would help us to know how to treat the woman or the man that we're entering into the relationship with, okay? So after all of that, I even said at the end, well, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, but I feel like every woman should take in consideration the way a man treats his mama. The relationship that a man has with his mama will determine the relationship he is going to have with you. Be it his mother was there and they had a good relationship, his mother was there and they had a bad relationship, or his mother was never there. So he cannot respond or answer how that relationship should be. But a relationship with the, just like they say, what they say, a, a woman's first love is her daddy. And so what they, they're quick to say, women pick men because we have daddy issues and blah, 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 blah. Men have mama issues too. <laughs> so, hey, I'm just going to uh, sit back and I'm going to let y'all. <laughs> Siobhan, where you going? <laughs> she had to stand up, baby. Okay, so, hey, uh, we can do a round table. Not everybody at once. I mean, whoever going to go first, the mic is in your hand. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on, 
on Queen V. Go ahead and start us off. <laughs> Queen V like, oh Lord, let me say what I'm gonna say. Uh don't hurt the people feelings. Talk to the people. <laughs> uh oh. Well, I mean, honestly, I do believe that is true to extent. Um, if a man has his mom, how he treats his mom, it is a reflection of how he will treat you. Period. My ex, him and his mom didn't have the best relationship. Um, well, she only just called him when she wanted money. Mm. You know, but, you know, he had a grandma mm. that was around. So he did know how to treat a woman, though. Okay, Dolores, you want to add something on that? Well... You can still be raised in the same household with your parents, but it's just like it's a difference, uh, survival and love. Mm. If you grew up on survival, you ain't going to know how to love mm. or anything like that. So, yeah, that, that, that plays a big part because you, you jump into a relationship, you're going to be focused on taking care of your family. The where does the love come from? Ooh. It comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got children involved. Mm-hmm. You can give your children money and all of this, but it takes time, it takes love, and patience. Absolutely. So regardless if you got mom and dad in the house, it's just that love. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got that, survival is anything, but it's all based on love. Ooh. That's how I feel. Remember, and stay there, too, because we're going to get to that, too. Mac, do you want to add something about that? Right now, I don't have anything <laughs> specific. <laughs> I don't have anything specific, but I just want to make sure when he comes in, his uh, intentions are pure. So That's it. Because I go in with pure intentions, so that's I it. pray that that person would as well. But right. We'll talk about it in a minute. Right. And that's what I think, that's what I appreciate when, when Kevin said that from the beginning. He said, when you first meet a person... When you know that your goal is marriage, long term, you're going to go into any dating relationship or any dating situation with that in mind. Listen, I'm not going to play no games with you. My friends with benefits days are over. I know exactly what I want. Either we're going to try to work towards this or we're not. So intentions are very true. And I said that on the podcast, I said that when you're intentional about dating, then that's what makes it real. That's what makes it genuine. That that's what makes it sincere. And then you're able to give the person a person an option to decide, okay, this person for real, let me move around. Or this person for real, let me go ahead and see what they're talking about because we're on the same level. Okay. Yes. So we also talked about myself and the fellas, uh Kevin and my husband, Mr. Wilson, the importance of mirrored healthy relationships. Now, none of us, me or the fellas, grew up in a two-parent home, meaning we did not grow up with our biological mom and dad in the same home. However, we all saw healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships. For example, I had my daddy, may he rest in peace, miss you daddy, Nora Sr., and I had my daddy, Rich, my mommy's husband, who I like, one thing I always say is God loved me so much. He blessed me with two daddies Amen. because 
Baby, when I say Daddy Rich from day one, we talk about 95, 96, stepped in and piped down, just took care of business. Like, the bum, the epitome of a man, the epitome of a father, okay? And that's, I witnessed him and my mother almost 30 years of being together. But I never saw my mother and my father. So that's a relationship I could never say, okay, well, my mom and my daddy, I can always say, my mom and my daddy rich. You know, because that's a relationship that I watch mirror. And because of that relationship, truth be told, I said from then, like a long time ago, if my husband is not like my daddy rich, I don't want him. I don't want him. If he's not going to be able to protect me and my family, if he's not going to be able to provide for me and my family, and most importantly, if he's not going to be able to pray for me and my family, I don't want him, okay? And my daddy Rich was just that man. That was the mirror relationship that I saw. So we want to start with you, Queen V. You come from the epitome of black love, sis. Your mama and daddy been married 55 years. Wow. That's almost like your mama, what they say, fresh meat, fresh out the gate. <laughs> fresh out the gate, baby. And, and and your daddy knew that that's where he was supposed to be, and she knew it. And 55 years later, tell us how it is growing up seeing that mirror image of love and having to decide how you're going to date or what type of man or what your options are, who the, who he going to look like, hang on, you know, you know all that dating in the 21st century. Talk to us. Well, I can certainly say that it's such a blessing, you know, to have both of my parents still here mm. and, you know, to see what black love and love is, you know, in general. Um, I never saw my dad, you know, disrespect my mom, call mm. her name, put his mm. hand on her. Mm. Never. Um, and my mom, you know, she's um, very, you know, really in church. You know, she's a good Christian. And, um, and you know, my mom, she always been a praying woman, hmm. you know, a praying mother. And that matters. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it really does, you know. Um, so it's like, I mean, as far as my dad, it's like I do want a man that has the characteristics of my dad, someone okay. that is a provider, protector, mm-hmm. you know, being able to be led by God. And being able to lead the family, you know, being the head, someone that you can respect. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, my dad, he taught me how to be independent. Mm. So that's why, you know, I, I love my dad. Mm. I am a daddy's girl. I love my mom too. As well. <laughs> but I, I appreciate my dad for right. teaching me that at right. an early age of how to be uh, independent. Mm. So that's why I never depend on no man for mm. money and this and that. Now, I do love money. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I mean, hey. You know what I mean? I do like a man to, you know, spend on that's me. That's it. But it ain't I nothing wrong with it. I depend on a man for because I work and provide for myself. Yeah, absolutely. As well as my two sons. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, my dad teaching me how to be dependent, independent at an early age, it really helped me out a lot, you know. So, I like I said, I do know what I want in the man. Mm. So, um, like I said, just having my dad there being an example showing me how a man should love a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, still to this day, my parents, you know, I see them and they take pictures together mm-hmm. all the time and love, you know, it's just like, wow, after all these years, you all know, it's still years. love there, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm just here because, mm-hmm. you know, some people, after so many, you know, they fall out of love, but they mm-hmm. still be there because 
That's all they know. Familiarity. You know, we talked about that. But last I can I can still see that my mom and dad they still love each other. So that's that's a good thing as well. You know. So. And then I want to touch basis on something you said. You said your dad taught you independence. That is a blessing to me, and it's a curse. It's a curse because, you know, back in your mama and daddy days, women, we were dependent on our husbands. And we were dependent on our husbands because we knew our husbands was going to handle business, and we had absolutely nothing to worry about. It was nothing wrong with it. But for your daddy who your mama depended on all these years to teach his girls that, that is an indication that he knew it was something wrong with the generation of men that was coming up after him. <laughs> Baby, that's something. Okay, let's talk to my girl, Jesus Jr. herself. <laughs> my <Why>? sugar booger. <laughs> Matt, her twin is in the background, Siobhan. Now, they also were raised with their beautiful parents, um, Mr. and Mrs. McDaniel, unfortunately, before Mama Mac, um, Mrs. Deborah went on to glory. Her mama and daddy were married with all their baby. I mean, with all their kids, <laughs> <laughs> with all of their babies, their children. And so these twins, they actually grew up with the same amount, not as many years as your parents, Valencia, because her, your mom has been dead for how long? It'll be 17 years in March. So had she still been alive, they'll be up there with the with the uh, Coleman's. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Mac Daniel, tell us how that feels to grow up and watching that image of black love. And Siobhan, you can ease in on the conversation. You back there acting shy. Well, I'm gonna say first of all, before I even speak to that, I uh, you were talking about your dad showed you independence, and I think right now that is a like you said a blessing and a curse because a lot of men are intimidated mm. by independent women, mm. and that makes it even harder come for somebody on, to come in. I don't need you to take care of me. Come on, I want you to want to take come care of me. On. That's different. I what? <laughs> That's the difference. I don't need, but I want that that part. Come on, Jesus. I, I mean, Mac yeah. Daniel, you better let him use you. <laughs> And uh, um, back to my parents. <laughs> our parents were married. Siobhan is behind me. That's why I said our. Our parents were married for 27 years before my mama passed. Uh, it wasn't all rose petals and flower walking in gardens. You know, they went through some hard times, you know. And daddy got a little ignorant occasionally, <laughs> you know. But as far as in my perspective, they had a good marriage. You know what I'm saying? And my dad was good to, to her, you know. Mm-hmm. He took care of her. And so... When I'm looking for someone right now, I'm not. I don't think I'm looking for somebody like my dad, but attributes of him. Okay, attributes. I love it. You know it. what I mean? Yeah. Because I want somebody like you said. I want somebody who can pray for me. Period. I want some. I I'm leaving. I have no covering right now except for mm. my my pastor. Thank mm. God for him. Mm. But when I step into a relationship or a marriage, mm. I'm looking for that covering. That's it. I want you to be able to pray for me. That's I want it. you to be able to take care of me emotionally, That's it. financially, <laughs> physically. <laughs> I want all of that. My God. So that's what I need from you. So Absolutely. I'm not looking for dad. I'm looking for somebody better than daddy. I love it. Shivani Vaughn, you want to say something? Shivani <laughs> say she's straight. Okay, so... Dolores, my sweet sugar, this may be a little sensitive subject, so if we all choke up, y'all bear with us, spillers, because that's what we do. This is real conversation. It gets real on the spill. Now, Kat, 
was raised by her amazing grandmother. May she rest in peace, Mrs. V. Henry Lee Davis, who I've had the pleasure of being around so much. Matter of fact, I think a couple of days before she went to glory, she said, Toy, you better take care of my baby. And I was thinking in my head, your baby needs to take care of me. (laughs) (laughs) I better take care of her. But anyway. If she only knew. Listen. (laughs) Okay. So, Kat, you were made, you were raised by an amazing um, elder. Tell us about that experience. And I don't think Grandma Henry was married, was she? She wasn't married. Right, but she had At all. She wasn't married. She was just, she was a strong, strong black woman or whatever. So I was raised by my grandmother, um, also my uncle. He was amazing, too. What's his name? Officer. No, not officer. Sergeant Officer Willie (laughs) Davis. Willie Davis. Amazing, 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 (laughs) amazing. I am blessed. Mm -hmm. And all I can say, your childhood... Whatever you went through your childhood, he's just gonna break you or make you. Mm. But it made me and my brother because we didn't let that affect us. Mm-hmm. So we just continued to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we still dealing with it, you know, down the line, but we still continue, continue, continue to go on. That's <laughs> that's the love we have. And it's just like, um, it's what it's what we get out of life is going to continue to go on, go on, go on, go on. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching my daughters, whatever you go through through life, just continue. Mm-hmm. continue. You know, continue, continue. And it's just like <clears throat> a lot of people, tell me your childhood, because a lot of people looking for love and they looking for help. Love and help. Love and help. So it's like, you know. You gonna love me? Or are you mm. looking for help? Mm. But me, I'm looking for love. That's it, girl. Huh. That's what I'm looking for. That's it. I know my childhood, mm-hmm. but tell me yours. That's it. Either you gonna enhance my life, or just go on. That's it. Go so, on. So if you can't enhance it, move around. Exactly. Which is something that she learned from her grandma. Yeah. You know, enhance it. I don't don't complicate it at all and i and i admire that strength about you because i feel like you've been through the most you know um but i you know one of my favorite uh stories in the bible y'all know the three hebrew boys you know they went through that fiery furnace baby yes. came out did nobody know yeah. that they was in smoke yeah. they was in fire yeah. and cat is one of those people that if you meet her She's beautiful on the outside, literally, and on the (laughs) inside, literally. But if she told you, like, I'm still tripping. We're going to talk about that later. You need to write a book. But if she told you. If you're not maybe the fourth person. I'm saying, maybe that's the Lord. Maybe that's him speaking. But if you knew her life's story. Now, mind you, she was raised by her grandmother, but her mother has always been in her life. So we'll say that. And just the the epitome of strength. That's all I can say. I, I mean, I don't know what else to call it. The epitome of strength. That's why it was imperative that I had her to come here. Because she is a young black mother who was married with two children. Same father. We're not talking about girls out here. you know. And, and I'm not judging anybody with multiple you know, children, fathers. Nothing is absolutely wrong with that. But she saw different. You know, she didn't come, she didn't grow up seeing a mirrored black love relationship, but she grew up wanting a black love relationship. So she went into it 
and got into a marriage and did everything the right way and had children, you know, and and still and learning and learning learning. and going through this 21st century foolishness of dating. Because I didn't know anything about love, how a man is supposed to treat a woman. Mm -hmm. I went through all that by myself. And just to show my girls that, you know, it's okay if you ain't got this, this and that. It's just about what you got in your heart That's and it. keep going. Heart. Yes. In your heart. Yes. Y'all hear that? The heart. <laughs> Whew. The abundance of the hearts. Treasures <laughs> flow. Okay. So while we on that, while we are on that, Mr. Wilson, y'all, he stated, so I said something that Kevin said. So Mr. Wilson said something that was really good too, because my husband didn't come from a two parent home. Mm-hmm. Oh, one parent home hell and that was okay anyway and his mama was amazing but she's had relationships that he saw and he never saw the men disrespect her he always saw them love her you know but he still learned how he wanted to be with his wife based on those men he said the way you are raised does have an influence on how you treat people but it does not determine how you treat people He also said, because just because you've been mistreated, neglected, or not loved does not mean that that's how you should treat people. He said that just because of what you saw wasn't good doesn't mean that that is what you're going to project. So that taught him how to treat people. And it taught him to know that depending on the type of person you are will determine how you treat people. Meaning, if you're a good person you're going to naturally treat people good mm-hmm. because that's the type of person you are. He breaking he, generational curses. Breaking generational curses because yes. he said, he was like, look, I saw all type of relationships. Mm-hmm. I saw men that were just like my daddy's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And relationships wasn't mm-hmm. worth the damn. And I'm just going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, I saw women in relationships with uncles and cousins and whatever. And their relationships weren't right. But he said, just because I saw their relationships, that didn't determine how I was going to go into my relationships. He said, it, it taught me how I didn't want to go in my relationships. So a lot of the experiences he had is based on learning how not to do. Mm-hmm. And he that's why I got a good relationship now. I had to throw it in there. That's what, <laughs> that's what he said. But, it, I mean, he, he all right. You know, he all right. But how do y'all feel about that? Do you all feel that because we see what we see, we know it has an effect on how we treat people, but does that determine, like, really how we treat people? No, like I said, if you say I believe we got to be in you. Mm-hmm. I treat people good because I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. And I treat people the way I want to be treated, mm-hmm. you know. And then just like, you know, some, like, men that didn't have their dad in their life, they um, try to be a better father. Mm. They want to be there for their mm. kids. Because a lot of men, some men was raised with both parents, and then they they be the sorriest ones. Mm. Right. What you say, Kat? So, survival? Love survival. and survival? That's survival. the survival. So, mm. you know, that, sometimes that doesn't determine, like I said, it all depends on the individual, yeah. what they want to be. Especially if men have daughters. Mm. Do you want your daughter to see... Have you what what you done or mm-hmm. you know how you do this? You don't want to do that mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, if your daughter comes to you and say, "Daddy, um, this man did that to me," 
But you can't really do too much because you did that too. Mm. So either you're going to show them the right way or show them the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So get it together. And like you said, it's going to, you know, that's going to determine how they treat people. And that's what Carrie was saying. He was like, you know, my daddy wasn't in my life. But because mm-hmm. my daddy wasn't in my life, I knew that I had to be there for my girls. Like, Correct. that was a no-brainer. He said, Correct. I knew when I have a baby, mm-hmm. whatever that man didn't do, whatever he fell short of, I'm going to make sure I compensate for it 1,000%. And yes. it almost, you know, sometimes we or black men can do it to a fault, but they just never want to repeat the mistake that was made to them. And it's right. subconscious. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, you know, something that, Mm, I just, but I just, mm. I, I mean, I know it might be subconscious, you know, but I just don't get it. I just feel like you're deadbeat, you're deadbeat. But anyway. And I was on that, I think even though as a child, if you have it or you don't have it, a, a loving relationship, or you've been through a divorce, mm-hmm. children being through a divorce and another parent has gotten married, even though they see a good one or not a good one, some of that stuff is internalized. Mm-hmm. And so how it's displayed, that's how it's displayed. Yep. Yeah. Or they trying to compensate too much for mm-hmm. my parents had this. I need mm-hmm. to have this, and they didn't, are no good at it. Mm-hmm. Projection, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's it's just projected because, and then that goes to us communicating with our children, communicating with our spouses, communicating with our pa- our our partners. You know, we brought up an incident about something happening that he didn't like, or something happening that I didn't like. And, and care, I'll have the attitude and I'll shut down for a minute, you know, but he's not going to go. Okay, I'm sick of this. Like, he'll literally come and turn to take the remote, and he's a man, and he's bigger, and he got muscles. So I, <laughs> so I, can't, so I can't wrestle, the, you know, the remote out of his hand. But he's going to say, hey, we about to fix this because we're not about to be walking around this house. With no attitudes, and I talk to each other like that's stupid energy, and and it's thick, like you can almost cut it with a knife, and it's something that I don't want. But if your children, like the love and survival thing, if your children are projecting that or seeing that behavior with their parents, they're going to project that onto in or into any and every relationship that they come across. Yeah. Communication Ooh. is the top. But comprehension is too. Come on, comprehension. Baby. You know, it's just like you can uh, communicate all you want, but if you ain't got that comprehension, you ain't got nothing hmm. at all. So, so we need to we need to communicate, ladies. Like yeah. that needs to be something. Our intentions need to be pure, and we need to be transparent about it all. And I and and communication is a learned thing. You can talk to people all day long or talk at people. Communication is something totally different, mm. where you're listening to what they're saying mm. and internalizing it. So communication is something totally different. So that's something that we are going to have to work on. You you want to say such a fun? I know I'm working. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Sister blessed. <laughs> and that is true. Communication, and you have to be transparent. Like. D- don't spare people feelings right. do not spare and i'm not saying being you know just mean and ugly no if you feel a certain way i need you to know this is how i feel this ain't gonna work and we're gonna go and nip this in the bud from day one like we talking especially if we're being intentional about dating and being with somebody for the rest of our life nah we gonna go ahead and nip this in the bud right then and there because for one it's not going to offend them for two, if they genuinely love you and they sincerely love you and you are where they're going to be, they're going to work to make it better. So you talking about it, come, move around, sis. 
some of us talking about what if they don't work for it. Move around. That's it. We can't be playing games. It's 2022. We know Jesus is going to be coming back any day. <laughs> Baby, he's going to be cracking the skies any day. We can't be playing with these people. Move around for real. Like self-infliction. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations we know. I said that last week. It was two, three situations. I'm talking about within the last five years before the Lord sent me my husband. I knew. Looking back, they looking. <laughs> I, I was there for that. <laughs> I knew I was she supposed to be there. On, God, I'm talking about. On your shoulders, baby, God go. wasn't knocking on my shoulders, baby. He was pushing me down. He was tripping me. Baby, cutting me. Babe, when I say getting me, girl, I'm going to do everything I got to do so you can see. Because I don't know what you got going on to where you, you're, you just blinded by this foolishness. Right. But sometimes it's self-inflicting. So when it's self-inflicting, we are hurting ourselves. And I think that's something that women really need to identify with. we got a good heart. We got a good, got heart, a good heart, but don't let that, the Bible say don't be foolish now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you if, if you feel like your heart too good, seek wise counsel. Get hurt a little people help hurt people. so that you can know where to go because hurt people hurt people. People manipulate out of brokenness. Baby, that's it. Manipulate out of brokenness. Girl, let me write that down. That's a good one. Come on, Siobhan, can you say something? <laughs> You're not going to say nothing. I'm just taking it all in. Oh, okay. Siobhan says she's taking it all in. All right. Well, since she's taking it all in, you might want to sit down because I'm about to get on your sister. <laughs> she grabbed the wine. <laughs> oh, Yvonne, this is for you, sugar pie. <laughs> okay. So, I. <laughs> so, disclaimer I had this conversation with my sister before. And she's not ashamed or anything like that. So um, this is one of the main reasons why I wanted her here. Although I call her Jesus Jr. And I call her that because I really sincerely do feel like the Lord molded her himself. Like he said, let me make this one for y'all. And uh, I'm a you know, like he did, like he did for the 12 apostles. And like, you know, you know, like he did for his special folks. I feel like he said, let me make her for y'all and let, her, let y'all have her for a few minutes. Um, she has been celibate. Oh, celibate. <sighs> <laughs> And Siobhan is massaging <laughs> since 2014. My friend ain't going. <laughs> can't get it together. I gotta focus. Let me say this. <laughs> she said, "Wait, wait, wait!" told her earlier she can't just slam the glass it on the you can hear it on the thing help us lord she's been celibate y'all since 2014 and it, it's an cliche it's a vow she made to herself and to the lord and she is so serious about it like she don't go and that's one of the things when i first met her 
Y'all, she had a, a lady praying over a classroom. <laughs> I said, yes, Jesus, send me an angel, Lord. I got an angel next to me, Jesus. I'm going to be protected in this building. But anyway, she's very sincere about it. She does not play about it. I love it. I respect it. It is nothing that I did, and I'm not proud that I didn't do it. You know, I, I'm grateful that I serve a God that forgives me and remembers my sins, you know, not. But she good. <laughs> 2014. So, Mac, what is that like <laughs> for Cat is a mess? How is that being celibate in the 21st century and trying to date? What is the approach? What is it like when men decide Siobhan just uh calculated and it's been uh eight years? It's been that it been it may yeah. seem like longer than eight it's been years. Shavon, Shavon, let's get this podcast. <laughs> My sister back here doing calculations. I mean, baby, she calculating. What that? What that? She going in? Okay, so Magnesia, tell us how. Like, I don't even know what it starts with, <laughs> but how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good now. <laughs> Because uh, it's just, it was, this was even before I returned to my faith or, you know, because in these years, these eight years, I, I, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I have kept myself eight years, but this was about I made to myself because prior to that, you know, I ain't been out here just wilding out, but you know, I did my thug thizzle, you know, I did some things, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he was grown. (laughs) Because that flesh wants what it wants. That's you know what I mean? It, girl. What, so, what, what is it? That flesh wants Ooh, what it wants. Yes. You know, it was hard at those first couple years. You know, it was just a habit, not doing it. You know, but I had to make it a lifestyle. So I make sure I can lifestyle. walk into it mm-hmm. and code to it. Because mm. that's something I did for myself. Uh, because I'm like, I'm giving myself to these people that weren't mm. even mine. We were friends. We were hanging out. But they weren't mine. So I'm ties. like, and I'm very, that part. Yeah. Mm. And I'm very affectionate. So, you know, you miss that yes. affection. You miss that touch. You yes. miss that kiss. But I want my la- my next one to be my last one. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Come on, God. <laughs> Come on, God. <laughs> <laughs> and any guy that I talk to or, you know, let them know that, some of them, we, we stop talking. Some of them try for a little while and see that uh, it's real, real. Move around. And they move around. But that's that means you're not the one for me. Period. That's it, sis. That's it. And I think people, um, that's a misconception with when it comes to the lifestyle that you're living. You know, y'all heard her say earlier, it's a lifestyle. It's nothing that she's just doing. It's literally a lifestyle. Because when the next person that comes along, that's going to be her person and the last person. But people, people... And then the the soul ties within that. Everybody ain't your person. Right. (laughs) You know, and that's something that we got to realize. Just because it's a situationship does not mean it's a relationship. So that does not mean that it is your person. We don't have to. And I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself because I've been there, done that. I had to learn that every person was not my person. Because I'm going to nag. I want you to have your sex good. Good and we, we can't hear you. you say what? It don't matter <laughs> how much you tell me your sex good. Mm. 
your head good. Mm. That don't mean anything. Mm. Come with something better than that. Because we can get that anytime. In anywhere. Anywhere. So, you know, go on with that. Move around. And that's also making it hard in the 21st century to find somebody to be with. And that's because you can get physical touch or physical relations from just about anybody. Yeah. You can do that from an app. Let me go on Tinder. Let me go on this. Right. Let me go on that. Right. And get don't get down. So they not looking for a relationship. Right. They looking for they right. in a lustful mode. And that's what I wanted to know with you. Like, how do you feel? Because I know that you you not going. It don't matter if they come from Tinder, Bender, Winda, Swinder. <laughs> you, Siobhan, <laughs> leave my friend alone. <laughs> you are not going. So does that make it harder today? Because it almost seems like your options are fewer. They are very few. Ooh, and it's like. When my options been few, that mean I got to wait a little longer, Jesus. Like, where's your patience at when it comes to the Lord? They that wait upon the Lord. <laughs> they where? will renew their strength. And my strength has been renewed. I, I'm not going to settle. I can't settle because when I get married, I want it to be one time and one time only. That's it. Right. See, That's God can't touch my soul. That's it. <laughs> Help her, Lord. Oh, Help her, God. can't touch my soul. Touch Lord. <laughs> one time. Queen V. How How important is um, sexual relationship relations? Like, is that something you can wait till marriage, or if your partner says, (laughs) "Okay, I'm just gonna let you go," I ain't gonna say nothing. I mean, that would be a good thing to wait till marriage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I really admire her, you know, for yes. saving herself for the yeah. one. I mean, because that's what we all should do anyway. That's, right. that's the right way to do it, you right. know. But um, I'm not going to say that I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm saving myself to marriage, but I am saving myself for the right one. It's like I'm, Amen. I'm, I'm looking, you know, far as dating, I'm taking a different approach, you know, instead okay. of, you know, giving it to a man. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm dating with a purpose. purpose. And my purpose is to get married, you know. So I'm not going to just be sexing a can't man. Leave like alone. You know, you can't sex a man to marry you. And while a lot of women, they give up sex and hope for marriage. But that's not the way you should do You should make a man wait. Because if he, like I said, if he really wants you, he don't wait. And then, mm. and if he can't wait, then he ain't the one for you anyway. Ooh. Mm. <sighs> Ooh. I don't know what to say after this. Me neither. The Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't you get them the same stuff? Well, I know how I am. Okay. You know, with with the sex situation, I give my all. So I don't want to connect my all. To someone that's gonna be just temporary. Mm. So we don't you know, do temporary. Yes, we do not. And so, so it's just like you know. Now nah, I wait. I will wait. Then I have little ones that's you know looking at me. Amen. So. Little. Okay, Siobhan want to say something. Siobhan, we're not Let's gonna do that. Put Siobhan on. <laughs> Siobhan on the mic. One, two, one. For the for the for the time being. Siobhan, I be yeah. thinking you want to say something. I'm not giving oh. my all. That's it, cousin. Don't give it, cause. Yeah. It's too good to give. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know what I 
that was good. That's it. That's it. And you know, you know what you bring to the table, and that's imperative too. You know, you want me to come to the table with all my good, 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 good Judy, and you coming to the table with your Jimmy Jim. I ain't even gonna say long stick, but you know. Because when they get hold to me, uh oh, uh oh, I'm gonna leave a mark. Uh oh, just know that leave a stain. Hey, a mark. Yes, not for just that day or that week, but forever. All right, (laughs) y'all. This is real conversation here on the spill. We're not stopping or none of that. And if you have not followed us on Instagram, we are at Instagram, the spill podcast twenty one. And TikTok, The Spill Podcast. Okay, so keep moving along. Okay, y'all. So this is something that a lot of women struggle with. A lot of people struggle with, period. Okay? Making lists, what they say, the quote-unquote Sierra's prayer. Um, People don't think that that is real or they don't think that it will come to pass. And I can tell y'all as a... Witness, this is my confession. <laughs> if you if you are true about it, if you're sincere, if you are real, it can happen. Okay. I personally, um, because of therapy, I learned about a God box. And a God box spillers is basically your tangible prayer box. So oftentimes we pray to God and we say, Okay, Lord, I give you this. And an hour later or the next night or the next day, we're praying to God about the exact same thing, right? So because we know that God is spirit, so we cannot touch him, we can feel him. The purpose of the prayer box was so that whatever it is that you are going through, when you pray about it, you put it in that prayer box. And instead of keep praying about it, like keep saying, okay, God, I I asked you for a new job. I asked you for my husband this morning. He ain't here this afternoon. Instead of you keep doing that, you can put it in your prayer box, which is your quote-unquote tangible God, okay? And it doesn't matter if it's your husband, job, children, finances, health. Instead of you keep saying the same thing over and over, you write the vision, make it plain. You put it in your prayer box. And when it's time for you to pray, okay, Lord, you know the situation. I handed it over to you. That's your tangible way of giving it to him in your prayer box. I'm trusting you to come through in your word. So I said all of that to say that was one of the reasons why I feel like God blessed me with my man. You know, I have a prayer box, my list with everything about my husband. It's in my kitchen right now. I got one in my job. Max, saw one in my old job. I got it in my new job. <laughs> but everything about my husband, every single thing I ask God to give me is on that list. I've had some people to say he was locked up back in the day or he did this. Hey, old things pass away. All things become new. God did all that. And when I say he's everything on that list plus some, you know, so I know and I believe it to be true. But some people do not believe in writing a list, prayer box or whatever Sierra prayer about a man. We'll start with you, Queen V. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that that is like it can happen? Do you feel like if you write the list or pray about it, the Lord will bring it to pass? Or whomever they believe in, let's make that disclaimer. You know, y'all believe in who y'all believe in. <laughs> Look at Mac, then you go ahead, go and put it on the people. I believe in Jesus. That's it, Doc. <laughs> That's it. But I, I believe, I'm, I haven't wrote a list, but I believe 
you know, well, I haven't prayed for a husband in a few years. Mm. You know? But when I do ask God, because right now I ask God to prepare me to be a wife. Mm. So, Starting with you. So y'all get, y'all so, this feeling? When I do pray for my husband again, I know to be very specific. Because mm. in his word, he said, ask and it shall be given. Mm. So I do believe that if you ask, then God will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. But like I said, and when he do come, make sure that you do ask God, is this him? Because the devil do hear your prayer. baby. Gardner just said to me, baby. <laughs> that adversary was right there whispering, so we leave. And she thought there was an old player on the side. He was a player, all right. Dolores, I mean, Catherine, Cat, Evella. I don't know what to say, Lord. Well, yes. how do you think? <laughs> what's, what's your uh, spill on this? Well, I haven't given up. All right. Don't. But it's God's timing. Um, I have been divorced for six years now. And I haven't given up on love. It's just like trusting the Lord with all your heart. That's it. Come on, Proverbs your own three, five, and six. You in better all ways. You better direct come. You, your path. You better come on, the Lord. But right now, my focus is my time mm. and my children. Imperative. And when it comes, it comes. Ooh. I've been married. I've been through this. I've been through that. So I'm not looking for it. So whenever it comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. But at the end of the day, I still will give my all. And I will love the best of my ability mm. and show my girls, you know, it's still out there. Even though you don't have a two-parent home, you still can do that. You still can do that. Great generational curses. That's it. That's and, you, and you did that. So yeah. I'm just saying, even though things yeah. didn't work out the way yeah. that it should have been worked, should have worked out, not a, a fault of your own, yeah. but you definitely broke generational curses yeah. because that's something your girls, at least Kate, the oldest would be able to say that she experienced, you yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, so. yes, 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 yes. Ooh, yes, yes, Mackie yes, Doe, yes. you want to say something to Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And look at Siobhan. Siobhan sitting over here like old church mother writing notes. <laughs> uh, I do have a guide box as well. And I had my, Siobhan gave me, she bought me my box, so I keep it on my bed. So even when I, if I get up in the middle of the night, something comes in my head, put Write it, it on down, paper, put it in that box. The box. Yes. Yes, thank you, Lord. Come on, guide box. And uh, yes. I did write down what my desires for my mate was. Once we, I started talking to someone, in my head, he had all these attributes that were on my list, so he was it. So I messed up because I stopped praying about who this person's supposed to be, thinking that he has been sent to me. Wow. <sighs> so the thing is, even though that. you got, you think what you have, Make sure it's what you're supposed to have and continue to pray about it. And how do and you know if, it, if that's what you're supposed to have? What do you do? You just said it. Right. Keep praying about that's it. That's it. And that's where I messed up. Mm, you stopped doing what? Yes. And this is, and, and I do want I got it my own way. And I do want to say this is not a podcast to judge anybody or to pass any um, misfeelings or to make you feel like the way we feel is the way it is. Right. But to us, <laughs> the way we feel is the way it is. So because of our spiritual beliefs and our spiritual background, 
and what we strive to do spiritually. That's just the way it is. So when we say we're praying, like we don't take it lightly, you know, and we don't want y'all to feel like we're being holy, roly polies. If that's what you feel like we're being, that's perfectly fine. But that's just how we live. That's how we feel. And that's what we project to get what we want. <laughs> and what we need. <laughs> and what we need. So you going to get what you want, how you want, where you want it. We going to get what we want, how we want, from where we want it. You know. And we not judging y'all. I promise y'all we love everybody. That's the only way we're going to be able to see the kingdom. The pure and heart. You see, God, we got to have a pure heart. We got to love everybody. So we're going to love everybody all the time. Forever. Trust God and don't rush. That's it, don't girl. rush it at all. And don't yeah. give up. Because mm. it's somebody for everybody. That's it. It's, it's somebody for everybody. It's easier <laughs> said than done. It may sound cliche. And we may be a hundred, but it's somebody. Siobhan, I, quit acting shy. Can you come get into the microphone and talk to the people? The See, you, we can, we can, but we can hear you in the pro- podcast room, boo. But if you're not on the microphone, then when we release the episode the people can't hear you but another thing but the people can't hear you with your question you want me to bring my mic towards you okay i feel special here she goes hold up oh start over you made this list and everything how did you know when you it came it was what you needed and what you wanted i mean how you know it was real like like she said she stopped praying and it was he wasn't what she was supposed to have so how did you know it was real oh my god Okay, so for me, I was a hard head, if that makes sense. Before my husband even came in the picture, I had written this list because I had went through a traumatic situation, can, Yvonne can tell you, that I knew that I wasn't supposed to be in. I knew, and I stayed in this situation for two years, and I knew without a doubt that this man loved me, and I loved him, but I knew he wasn't the man for me, so the only way I knew it would end is if I left. <laughs> Do that make sense? And that was a struggle because he did <clears throat> what I wanted him to do when I wanted him to do and based on what or how I held him accountable. But I knew the only way it would end is if I moved around. And when I finally moved around, I prayed and I wrote this list and I put it in my box, my prayer box. And my husband said it on the episode <clears throat> last week. He had said something like, I had cut her off because she was playing games. And he did. He deleted me, deleted my phone number. <clears throat> when I called him, I was like, hey. He was like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, hold up. Wait, player. What you mean? Who is this? The queen. What do you mean? So when he did that, that made me like, ooh, okay. Well, he kind of, he he's different. You know what I'm saying? He sees something in you and he like basically told you, I'm not going to play with you. You can play with yourself or whoever. I went back to my prayer box, literally went and physically pulled my prayer box and opened this list that I had prayed and asked God. And when I wrote the list, before I put it in there, I had already prayed about it and I manifested it. Everything that I wrote down, I spoke it into existence. I put it in the atmosphere. And I went back to that list. And I was like, oh, my God. This Negro check, check, check. Like, everything. And I'm going to let y'all. <laughs> yes, Siobhan. I'm going to let y'all see it when we finish. 
But everything I wrote, I mean, it was him in the physical form. And I was like, oh, my God, I was scared. I was fearful because I had been through so much foolishness and I had and I didn't I was like, I'm over this person. But am I over this person because I'm over this person or I'm over this person because it's a new person? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't sure about that. And so I had to then start praying again. But when I started praying again, it was almost like the devil was saying, mm hmm, you still with the, you still you ain't over that person. You ain't over that person. But the Lord was telling me, I'm showing you where you're supposed to be. Move around. The adversary gonna keep telling you this is your your, your backpedaling. This is where you wanna be. But I'm showing you where you're supposed to be. And we have to realize, y'all, sometimes where we wanna be, mm -hmm. it hurts us so bad. But that is not where God wants us to be. And if it is not where he wants us to be, Siobhan, take it out, y'all. We got to move on. And if we do not move on, baby, that hurt is not going to get easier. It's going to be a forever hurt, a forever lonely feeling, a forever sad feeling, or forever feeling always like you're by, like it's just not going to be right. In the relationship, period. Definitely got to bring you ha bring happiness, happiness to, yourself. to yourself. But if you trust in God to give you somebody, you got to be able to discern exactly. if that somebody is somebody exactly. is from Him, or if it's that somebody that you want. Your partner's gonna add to your happiness, baby. That's it. They, they can't bring you happiness. He's gonna bring it in. He's gonna bring it in. Y'all got any in. questions about that one? So we can move on. We're almost done. Okay, well, this is for V and Cass. This is the ultimate question. Maydan, you only spare because you don't have no babies while you uh, <laughs> cheering for them. <laughs> I got babies. I you, yeah, you don't. You have babies. You don't have children. Okay, y'all. So, dating in the 21st century and bringing men around your children. Mm. So I was talking to my husband about that a couple of months ago. We literally made some jokes a couple of months ago because my baby girl, Mackenzie, when I first got with my husband and we were dating, she said, mm, he's 75% ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't going to say he's 25% cute, but I'm just going to leave that 25% out there. And I was like, huh? But these kids, y'all know these new millennial kids, baby. They don't go. They going to tell you and the thing about it is if you are a woman of god or a person of god whatever the lord don't put in your spirit to discern i promise you he'll put it in them baby spirit so if them kids be like i had a mac can tell you about the dude before my last dude i had a dude prior to him and mckenzie said his eyes just not right he he don't look people in the eyes like my baby and at this time she was probably she's about to be 15 now she probably was like 10 and she was like, he he just don't he don't look people in the face. Or whenever you talk to him, he like looks away. Something is wrong with his eyes. But she was really telling me something is wrong with his soul because he can't look me in the face when I'm talking to him. And I received that. That's why that situation didn't go past about five or six months. And I thought it. I was like, oh, that's my husband. <laughs> look at my baby face. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, your girl done been through it. Anyway, how do y'all feel when it comes to bringing children? into your marriages or your relationship, your children, your families, your home. Because when it comes to the marriage, baby, it is what it is. So I, I spoke that in existence for y'all. See how the Lord talking? 
So tell us about this with these babies. And Kat, you got two girls, and Queen V got two boys. We need to hear this. Well, <laughs> to be honest, um, I haven't dated. And it's been, what, maybe, what, six years and Ooh, yeah, it's been yeah. six years. I may have conversed with people, but it don't get further than that. Mm. You can reach me, but you have to reach my children first. Mm. But if you had, if if it doesn't get further than a conversation, then how can they reach the children? Right. But it's just like I just, it's like now it's just, I don't know. I I don't really know because I have girls. And, okay. you know, they, they, they first in my life. So I'm really just, you know, skeptic with them. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So when you're going to, so maybe I should be more, um, I guess, concise when I'm asking about the question. When you are going into dating, do you go into it like, okay, let me introduce you to my kids, or do you take time before there's an introduction there's a time before introduction okay yeah because you know i have to know i have to trust you first okay because i have big trust issues mm -hmm. so yeah, i have do. yeah i have a trust you enough to allow you to meet my children and interact with them because my kids have a big heart too mm -hmm. you know Just like if, their mama. yes yes and if 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 I introduce you to my children and they feel something off, I'm going to go off on them because it's, it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's real scary Absolutely. now. It is very scary. And then with us being mama bears, like yes. you heard my baby, you heard me. Yes. So, yes, it's very scary. And you got scary. two girls. Yes, And two very small. Exactly. Yeah. But they're very smart. Yeah. Coco just put my husband in place <laughs> before we started the podcast. Like, uh, you said, you know. <laughs> And so that lets you know that they're cognizant, like they're literally paying attention to everything. They pay attention to every everything. They're smart. So you have to watch what you do in front of your children, watch mm -hmm. what you do and what you say. Because they're gonna piggyback off on what you do, That's what it. you say. That mirrored that yes. mirrored relationships yes. we saw. Yes, it v does. what you think. You know, you got two boys, you raising two kings in the twenty first two black kings. Let me put in emphasis on that. How is that for you with dating and the men that they see if? Well, it's just, I mean, just like if I had daughters, and, and I, which I have two sons, it's really the same. I mean, because you do have to be careful and mindful of who you bring around your kids, the spirits. You got to be careful of those spirits that you bring inside your home, you know, or around your kids. Mm -hmm. Um I have dated, you know, um, where I lived with um, my boyfriend after dating, and it seemed like that he really wanted the relationship with me, but not with my kids. Mm. Um, so now they, I, I, I don't allow men to meet my kids until I see how things are going to work out between me and him. Mm. Now, if you catch me out somewhere and you come speak to me on my kids there, then of course, you know, I might, you know, you know, somebody speak to them, speak to them. But as far as bringing a man around my kids, no, nah, I don't. Mm. Well, I understand that. 
And and that's definitely understandable because if we know it's not going to be long term, then that's something that we definitely don't want to do is, you know, because that affects children emotionally. And a lot of people don't really realize the effect that relationships that parents have with people, um, those relationships can project into their children's lives and it can affect those children. Even if it's somebody that they felt like that was real nice, you know, with the boys, it can be a man that was much nicer than his daddy or a girl that was much kinder or more sweeter than their daddy. You know what I'm saying? And they, we gravitate to those relationships. And when those relationships are diminished, um, quickly with, by no fault of their own, that can have an effect on them because they unfortunately can start thinking, what did I do? Well, maybe I did something to make this like that. So, I understand that. Because I can converse with people when it comes to like, when I'm going to see you, Mm. I get narcolepsy. I'm sorry. You sleepy. Yes, I get narcolepsy. Because it's, it's, you know, you don't want to bring people around your children. But but you got to stop with the excuses. You just got to kind of tell them like, hey. Yeah, like I'm at home and this is my bedtime hours. I mean, if you want to, well, I can't say let them pull up because you don't want to know where you live either. <sighs> My biggest thing is trust and just starting over. Mm. But until you meet that one, that's something that you're going to have to yeah. go through and, yeah. and deal with until you meet that, that one. Guard down. So you that's the guard that you have to let down. So when we come back to, when we said self-inflicting mm-hmm. and post-traumatic, that has a lot, we make choices based on experiences and lessons and things that we've been through. So sometimes you have to be so prayed up to know and be able to discern if it is okay for you to let your guard down. We can't always run people off, you know, because we so whatever it is that we are, that we won't let our guards down, you know? Do it have to do with like just being just single for so long? You just don't want to deal with Familiarity. We talked about that last week. Stuck in your ways. That's true. But being stuck in your ways, like the old folks say, gonna leave you by yourself. Yeah. Is that where you want to be, sis? No, because my kids gonna get older. That's it. That's it. They gonna get older, and you gonna get older. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to hang from the chandelier. Siobhan said, "Oh, come come on, chandelier." (laughs) What's that TikTok song? I can't. I can't say it, but I'm thinking of it in my head. Okay, so this is our very last question, and we are going to wrap it up. And I just want y'all to give me a hot 15 seconds on this because we, 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 we out of there. Our time is, is out there. Spirituality. <laughs> you know, um, people don't believe the importance of dating intentionally um, with somebody that has the same spiritual foundation as you. I believe that a house divided is a house will fall. Like, I sincerely believe that. I believe in being equally yoked. Like, I have literally dated a guy, amazing man. When I say amazing and the way he made me feel, the way he cared about me, all of that. But we have we had different spiritual beliefs. And I promise you, when I say that was one of the hardest choices, even to this day, that was one of, well, he ain't got none on my husband. Thank you, Jesus. But prior to my husband, that was one of the hardest decisions I have had to make. I'm talking about 10 years ago, well into my adulthood. But meeting this man that had everything that I wanted and needed in a man, but we did not have the same spiritual foundation. 
and he was very transparent on how he felt and his mind wasn't changing his heart wasn't changing and i was where i was and i even saw you know talk to my pastor about it you know he was like don't give up too fast because you may be able to convert him but once you realize that if that's where he is in his faith and there's nothing you can do about it then you'll have to do what you got to do and let's move around and i had to make that hard decision how is it how important is spirituality and dating in the 21st century for you all? And McDaniel, we'll start with you. I was going to say, right, for me, it's very important because uh, my faith is a big part of who I am. It's my makeup, you know what I'm saying? So I want somebody who is who believes the same way I do so there's no fighting, no tension, no disagreements. Even right now, I feel like where I am, even my church home, I feel like my person is supposed to co- is going to come in there or he's going to have some the teachings are almost the same. Because even in that, even going to separate churches, now some people do it, and if it works for you, awesome. But for me, I want somebody with the same leader or same beliefs. So that way, when, if we are together, it's not different teachings, so you believe in this, and things working out differently. Right. So, yeah, it's very important to me. Mm, important. Catherine, Cat E. Bella, how is... How important is spirituality for you and your dating in the 21st century? Well, I keep God first, and I expect for that man to do the same. That's it. You know, seek God, then seek me. Because mm. I'm not going to love you if you don't love God. Mm. That's how I feel. Mm. Snap, snap, in a twirl. Queen B, how important is spirituality for you? Uh, for me, it's very important because, I mean, that's a very important piece of the puzzle because, um, you know, I want a man to love me. Like they said, a man should love love you like God loved the church. Mm, so come on, Bible. If he don't love God, he don't love himself, and mm. he definitely can't love me mm. and my children. So I know it wouldn't work. So, yeah, that's very important. Hmm, Let's Siobhan. pray together. That's it. Siobhan, you want to say something? <laughs> I mean, it's important. I mean, if I can't speak life into you and you can't speak Ooh, life into on, me, speak life. then, you know, I ain't where I need to be, but I love the Lord. You know Amen. what I'm saying? Still a work in progress. And all of us I, are. Yeah. yeah. I need you to be able to do the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's about it. I mean, when, when I can't speak, when I can't speak life into her yeah. sister holding, she's so proud. <laughs> when I can't speak life into myself, I need you to be able yeah. to speak life into me in a exactly. situation. Absolutely, and we're all a work in progress. I don't care how saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled we are. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us, "Oh, see, I be going spiritual. I be trying to go religious, y'all. But all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. It don't say y'all. It don't say some. It don't say dim." It don't say us. It say all. So until we identify and know that we, everybody is included in the all, then we're going to fall short. But having that spiritual foundation is imperative in any relationship. Like, I don't care what you believe in. Y'all need to believe in the same thing. I'm just saying. Because if y'all believe in two different things, your house going to fall. You're building a a house on sand. We don't do that. Not in 2022. We building our house on solid, solid as a rock. (laughs) Keep them first. If you're married, keep them first. If you're dating, keep them first. And just don't give up. That's it. And I'm preaching to to myself too. So I'm practicing what I preach. 
but yeah. <sighs> Anybody else got something to add to that? All right, ladies. Well, this was amazing. This was a great dialogue. This was really good. I feel like um, the spillers are, <laughs> they've been listening for a little while, but they done paused and stopped and all this stuff on their breaks. But this is really good um, tea and spill. And I feel like um, everybody is going to definitely learn something from this, okay? So there were definitely some lessons today. And um, everybody has different experiences, but everybody's experiences can teach everybody a lesson and hopefully can help us to learn the routine of that lesson so that we can either avoid the mistakes that were made from those lessons or we can from or we can learn from those lessons. All right, ladies. Well, thank you all so much for joining me. I appreciate you all. If you all can say bye to the spillers. Bye. Bye. I appreciate y'all so much. But before I leave, leave spillers, y'all know how I like to do our motivation for the week, which I think is very befitting for this topic. Trust God's perfect timing. God's timing is perfect. Whatever you are struggling with, be it patience, whatever it is, make sure that you are patient, persistent, and prayerful during this wait. Remember, God is in control of time. So just because you are rushing, rambling, or running does not mean it's going to make him spill up his speed up his time. Every detour, ladies and gentlemen, is not a denial. Maybe a delay, but it's not deni a denial. Everything has been divinely orchestrated by God. Everything. Every facet of your life. Okay? So, y'all, just hang in there. Keep the faith. Kat said earlier, you can't worry and you can't have faith at the same time. So, your best bet is to keep the faith and know and remember he is a God that you just can't hurry. No, you just got to wait. He may not come when you want him, ladies and gentlemen. But he is always right on time. Thank you all for tuning in. I love y'all. And this is your girl, Mrs. Wilson, signing out.